Hi, I'm Noelle. Hi, I'm Aaron. And this is Have You Seen It? Yeah. So let's just jump in. This is our first episode. Yeah. We did a little intro thing. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. But now we still don't know what we're doing. (laughs) But we've watched a movie. Yeah. Um, What's that movie? So let's just jump into it. Mm -hmm. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, how many times? A lot of times. I don't know how many exactly, but Mm -hmm. a lot, yeah. Same here. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. I I definitely have seen it. As I mentioned in our intro video, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a classic. Um, Do you remember the first time you saw The Sandlot? No. No idea when I first saw The Sandlot. Same. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like... When can I, like, my possible earliest memory is, like, laying on the floor at my dad's place watching it. But that was, like, I was, like, ten years old by that but point. But, I mean, I must for reference, this movie came out, I'm born 92, you're born 93. Came out this 94. Mo- no, right? 93. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, very good. Yeah. It was relevant to something I was trying to, pretty sure I looked it up. I believe you. Um, yeah, 93. So this movie is as old as us. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that we wouldn't remember the first time we saw it because we were probably pretty little. Yeah, for Also, sure. we're the, both the youngest sibling. Yeah, which more on my end. I mean, my sister was seven when I was born. Yeah. So she definitely would have seen this movie she when it came out. She definitely yeah. Um, Eric, your brother... Uh, is only two years older than you, so you and him probably saw it for the first time the same time, but he probably does not remember the first time he saw it either. Mm-hmm. I got, I have to double check. Yeah, ninety three. Yeah, I gotta say I'm really good at years in movies for the most part, but around the ninety two to ninety four range, I get a little confused. I almost subconsciously believe no movies came out the year I was born because. Everyone was too focused on maybe born. Did you plan that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you planned that joke. No. You've been waiting to say that. No, 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 no. Um, no, but I I often think 93 movies are either 92 or 94 movies for whatever reason. Mm. So that's actually one of the first things that I wrote down in my little journal. Oh, it's... It's, it's my first talking point. Okay. I would say almost every movie that I intimately love mm-hmm. from the early 90s mm-hmm. is about kids. Yeah. Are there... This, there's a couple points here. One, what non-kid-centric movies do we like from the early 90s? Are there like any? off the top of my head. You do yeah. know? Yeah. Okay, I don't know any. But uh, what are they? Uh, Forrest Gump, for sure, okay, was which in 94. I, which I've never seen. Com- yes, everybody take that in. Take that in real quick. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and I, I know there are more. I just, like, okay. am blanking right okay, now. But okay, yes, okay. I know there are more. Okay. Well, the majority of them, for me, are about kids. But, like, do those movies still exist? Like, are they making movies with a full cast of kid actors in 2020 that are made for kids that adults also appreciate. 
Because I can think of a lot from the 90s. Sure. Um, no is my answer to that. I don't think they are. Like, I, what's up with that? I could be really, you know, we could be really wrong. We're at this weird age where we're probably, like, if The Sandlot came out today, we probably would not see it. Though. But that's my other question. Did people who didn't have kids, like, our age, watch The Sandlot when it came out? What do you think? I don't know. Let's talk to people in their 40s right now. Let do you think, phone, let me text phone, Chris. Yeah, let me phone Chris. No, just we'll, text him. Yeah, okay. I guess I'll text we, him. We don't really have a way to phone him in today. <laughs> um, Chris, if you're listening, this is your moment. Please respond to this text. Um, you might actually be at school right now. His uh, classes start next Monday. This is so. her brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's interesting. I just... I, that was something that like initially came up. Like, is this still... Like, our whole generation, most of the people that I know, hold The Sandlot as this, like, ultimate, classic, great movie. And I'm curious if that's just because we were kids and it still holds up because it's such a classic, great movie. Or, like, anybody who was older than, let's say, high school when this movie came out. Do they also look at that movie and say, like, oh, what a classic? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. it's a good question. But it came up, like, as soon as it started. That was the first thing I wrote down. Yeah, you know, it's definitely something I thought throughout the movie, too, of, like, what great casting. Like... I have to make a confession. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. I never knew who plays... Uh, what's his name? I didn't know James Earl Jones was in this movie. Mufasa? Yeah. Come on, man. I did not know that was James Earl Jones. It's been a minute since you've seen it then, because, like, I feel like as an adult, you would realize that was James Earl Jones. I I didn't know until I was, like, looking something up, and in the cast it said James Earl Jones, and my mind was blown. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm just going to go casting-wise right now. Okay. Um, first off, fantastic cast. Like, all these kids, virtually unknown at this time, and probably still pretty much unknown. <laughs> uh, uh, somewhat debatable. Two of those actors are also in The Mighty Ducks. What came out first, though? Uh, what was filmed first? I'm, I'm pretty sure the this. first Mighty Ducks was either 92 or 94. I'm going to bet The Sandlot was filmed before The Mighty Ducks. While he's looking that up, I'll also say there's really only two big cast members in this. So the first one's in 92. Mm-hmm. Um, the two guys who are in both movies are Benny. He plays Luis Mendoza in The Mighty Ducks. But he's only in D2 and D3. So that mm. would be in 94 and 96. So I'm correct on that one. And then the other actor is... I forget his name. Is it Ham? No. He's in that movie called The Big Green. Which is about soccer. I've never even heard of it. He's like on the cover. Um, Jesse Hall from The Mighty Ducks. Who plays... Who plays... Hmm. What? He's in Boy Meets World. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh, I've seen Boy Meets. That's 
I've seen that show a lot. If anybody's listening and likes Boy Meets World, seen it lots. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. Oh boy. So I don't know his name, and I don't want to. Oh, Kenny. He he's the he's the pitcher a lot. He's the black kid. I didn't want to say it, but I didn't want to say it like that. But like that's the they best way to him remember him. De Nunez. Yeah, that's his last movie. name. Yes, yeah. because they they all have nicknames in this movie. Other than the one goofy, awkward kid, the tall one with the glasses, that like no one ever remembers his name because he doesn't have a nickname. Bertram. They all call him his first name. Bertram. Yeah, no yeah. nickname. Well, I mean, technically, Kenny De Nunez. They only call him De Nunez. That's like calling me by my last name. It's not really a nickname. It's just my last name. I had my mind blown, like, multiple times watching this last night because there's another embarrassing realization that I had. Okay. Let's get to that in a second. Okay, go ahead. Casting. Casting. Um, so, beyond, you know, 90s kids movies, these actors are still pretty much unknown. I think I recognize the gentleman who plays the ham, the great Hambino. Um, he reminds me of the bad guy from The Incredibles. <laughs> What's that villain's name? Um, oh, whatever. I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think I would recognize him in more things recently. Like, I'm sure he was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy or, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, the... There was no one really, like, headlining this movie, making people go see it. Mm-hmm. The biggest actors in it were, of course, the great James Earl Jones. But he was really, like, one of those uh, cameo characters that, mm-hmm. like, he came in at the very end. Of course, he's huge. We love him. But... Well, they got Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the next... <laughs> The only other uh, actor or actress, whatever, in it uh, is the mom. She was in the Indiana Jones movies. Mm, classic. I don't know her name. But they don't have any great headliners. Mm-hmm. It's a classic kids movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, we were too young to really know like box office scores then. Yeah. But... I have no I have no doubt this is one of the movies that as Matthew McConaughey calls it, it's like the mailbox money movies where you just get that check in the mail, like keep coming in because once people went to DVD or VHS at this time, that was like raking it in on this movie, I'm sure. Blockbuster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think casting is just they nailed it. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You, like, you don't have, like, like, you didn't go to film school. No. But you talk like somebody who did. Is that annoying? No, it's not <laughs> annoying. It's just a thing. Like, I'm just, I don't know. You, like, care about the score and the soundtrack and the, at, the casting and, like, all these things. And that's cool. But I'm just, like... My mind has been blown by the fact that I didn't realize that his last name was Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually thought about... I'd, like... 
you know, they go through their intros. But I think I wrote on here, why do the Smalls because of his size? Like, I, like last night I didn't even realize that. His last name is Scotty Smalls. Oh, well, there you or go. Or his first name. His name is Scott Smalls. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was always just nickname. like a nickname. Built-in nickname. Yeah, but yeah. that you know that's like my takeaway from the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's other deeper thoughts that I had, but I'm not necessarily thinking about like the technical aspects of the film like you I are. I don't know. This film, not as many as I would say, like 1917. But okay, but I'm just saying in general. Sure, sure. When you watch movies, you're mm-hmm. looking at more technical things than me. I was just putting that out there. Great. So that people know us better. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. <laughs> so, um, you had a you had a thought that I interrupted. And it was that. It was that I didn't really like. Af- ah. Of all the times I've watched that. Well, I'm this second old, knowing that his last name is Smalls, so I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Being mind blown. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did know that I do like to talk about music of movies. Mm-hmm. This one. You know, it's one of those movies that just really takes the cake. I think, as far as like soundtracks go, mm-hmm. tequila. Yeah, and the uh, Ray Ray Charles. Uh, America is beautiful. America. Oh, I can't even. America the beautiful. America the beautiful. Uh, <laughs> But probably my favorite version of America the Beautiful is that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, that magic moment, this magic moment. Mm. Um, so many good songs, which I think leads into something I really want to talk about on multiple fronts, is just the nostalgia of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not only the nostalgia for me as a kid and and as an adult like watching it, of just summertime, being with friends, that pool scene mm-hmm. definitely brings back memories. Um, but as an and then as an adult, like nostalgia watching this movie and being remembering when I was a kid and watching this movie and how much I loved mm-hmm. it, which definitely plays into how much I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd also say this movie is really grounded in nostalgia being made in the 90s but totally about the 50s 60s well they say that bertram gets lost in the 60s and nobody sees him again so the movie takes place in 1962 yeah but he was only 10 how could he get lost in the 60s (laughs) yeah it's a line at the end it doesn't totally make sense (laughs) yeah but it's 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 the summer it's the summer of 62 yeah they were like 12 or 13 it was the summer, what did he say, 6th or 8th grade, 6th grade. It, yes, because he talks about how at the very end of 5th grade, he just moves to this new neighborhood. Yeah. And what a, went, what a way to end 5th grade. So, no so the everything in this movie, the music, the cars, mm-hmm. the old ads, there's a, a big scene where they're talking about... about uh, Babe Ruth, and mm-hmm. it's in front of an old Coke ad. Mm-hmm. I think all of that just plays in really well. Um, the clothes, really good. Mm-hmm. Which is, so I have like a some some big points, but one of them is, tr- I was trying to watch it with the critical eye because I knew we were going to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so a lot of my big questions are like, how has it aged from like a PC standpoint? Mm. Because there's a lot of stuff in the whole movie that I feel like a lot of people would shit on today. Absolutely. Like a lot of stuff. And one of them, more specifically to what you're talking about right now with the 60s, is that segregation was still, like, very much a thing in 1962. And kind of, like, like technically, shoot, I looked it up, but I forgot what year it technically ended. Mm -hmm. But it was still fizzling out in so many places. And the fact that they were, like hanging out with a pretty I mean a relatively diverse group of friends there was some like some Hispanics one the one black kid mm-hmm. even the neighbor James Earl Jones being a black guy like mm-hmm. the fact that like it's like that group of friends seems more realistic in the 90s than it does the 60s yeah I think that's a fair I mean because yeah too like all of these kids probably live within walking distance of the sandlot or at least bike biking distance Mm -hmm. of the sandlot um but we know for sure that benny the jet rodriguez Mm -hmm. is scotty small's next door neighbor and is he yeah the the very first scene where they're like waving at each other where scotty across the street well Okay, next door. Like, they're on the same street. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's a relative term. Yeah. Uh, In my sense. (laughs) Okay, to me it literally means who's next door to you. Okay. Well, well, even to that then, we could go with Squins Paladoris. Mm -hmm. Lives right next door Mm. to uh, Mr. Myrtle. Yeah. I never realized that either. The treehouse is literally next door. Yeah, I was like... That has to be Squint's treehouse, right? Like, he knows these stories. He's, like, sort of leading the whole thing. I was... I did write that down. Like, yeah. whose treehouse is this? Same. I also wrote that down. Nice. Nice. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah. To your point of how diverse it is, uh, they wouldn't live in the same neighborhood. Probably not, yeah. Yeah. Redlining. Real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick, like, not serious note. Mm-hmm. How is every home run hit into James Earl Jones' backyard? It's at the perfect spot. Like, every single one. And, same thing, like, in 2020, I don't know that people know their neighbors as much as they used to, because people don't go outside as often as they used to. Yes. But, like, in 1962, you would have known every one of your neighbors Mm -hmm. more than likely. Mm -hmm. Unless it is the mean old guy next door. You might not. But you think their parents, I mean, unless they were, like, afraid of the black guy next door, mm-hmm. and that was a real thing. I don't know, but I was just like, how could they be next door neighbors, and then, like, they never, like, he doesn't know that there's, like, a kid playing back, like, he can't be that big of a baseball fan also, and not know that there's kids playing baseball in his backyard. I mean, he knows he lives behind the sand But, like... How could they have lost... There's some, like, whatever. I was trying not to go that deep into, like... There's some huge plot holes. Oh, yeah. I (laughs) went into those. And I was just like, that's something about this movie that I'm not sure you could get away with anymore. Like, because kids would be like, wait, but what what about this? And 
Just like... I don't know, because like part of it... How could he not notice all the stuff they were doing in his backyard? But also, like, like, I wrote down, I wrote down that whole sequence where they're trying to get the ball out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're going through all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're playing the beast up to be this just like... Dinosaur-sized dog. But also, like, the fact that he could, like... Like, well... (laughs) He just like bends metal and like steam is coming up. Also, that it, the metal is then thrown over yeah, the fence. Like, yeah, right. That whole Mr. thing. Did that, one. that whole thing. <laughs> it's like I'm watching it and I'm like, of course this is ridiculous and over the top, really but it is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is so well done. Very funny. In like a hyperbole comedic kind of way. Oh yeah. And I feel like that's the part of the movie also that, like, if my mom or dad had to watch that movie with me when I was little, or if they chose to watch it with me, whatever, mm-hmm. like, they're watching that and appreciating Laughing how, heads off. how yeah. well done that whole sequence yeah, is. because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and like, it- how legitimately terrified they are of this dog. Yeah. Who's pretty cute. Yeah. And it's one of those things that... As a kid, I remember watching that and just being like, I want a erector set. I want to have an adventure with my friends like this. Mm-hmm. I, like, want to create things. Like, I love how they start with, like, we started very primitively. And they use, like, a stick yeah. to get it. And then all the way up to bungee cords and vacuums and, like, mm-hmm. everything. And... I just remember thinking that was so much fun. And now older me is like thinking just like how ridiculous that is, but like how funny like kids would actually do that. Mm-hmm. And, but also thinking about like they had three vacuums. Whose vacuums are they? They stole them from their moms yeah. and they all exploded. Yeah. And how much trouble those kids must have been in mm-hmm. when their moms were like, where? Is the vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I tell you more of my plot holes? Yeah. But the other thing about it is like they're very obvious and if you wanna take if you wanna take this dance, they're kind of frustrating plot holes, right? Because like this is just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. why would one of them there's they already like like they're starting to accept smalls. But he still goes and gets that ball because he's, like, begging for their acceptance, yeah. right? Yeah. They think that he is an L7 square. L7 weenie. Weenie, weenie. L7 weenie. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a ball. He goes and gets a ball. The first thing I would do if I was one of those other kids is look at that fucking ball. Oh my gosh, I wrote that. I was like... Especially uh, because of the imbalance that they have as far as acceptance goes. Like, if he was Benny, you might just be like, oh, sweet, Benny went and got a ball, right? But this yeah. is Smalls, who, like, I don't know. They kind of, they're still trying to, like, understand if they really even like him. Yeah. I was just like, how did Danunez not notice? Because he's the one who threw the ball. How did Benny not notice? Because he's the one who Smalls gave the ball to in the first mm-hmm. bit. And I was like, didn't they look at the ball? Wouldn't they have been like, there's a signature on this ball? Yeah. Like. Also, like, even if it was a brand new ball from the store, 
if you've ever watched baseball, which have you ever do you ever watch baseball? Anyway, when the pitcher gets a new yes, ball is the answer. Okay. <laughs> when the pitcher gets a new ball, they kind of like do this whole routine a lot of the time where they're like moving it around in their hands and kind of like getting the feel for the new ball and feeling like they're breaking it in. Yeah, like sure. I mean, not that a twelve year old kid would do that, but they take the game pretty seriously. They do. And that would be like a thing that you would do as like a fanatic 12-year-old of, like, trying to be emulating the pros. Yeah, which I absolutely try to do. Yeah. So... So, on that same note, he plays catch with Bill. There's another ball in that house. Why the hell did he take the Babe Ruth ball? Man, I haven't thought about that one before. There's another ball that hits him in the eye. Where's that ball? Maybe they threw it away. Cursed ball. (laughs) Ah! Hit me in the eye. Ruined the steak. I yeah. love I love that line that uh, the mom's like we're gonna have that for dinner. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, yeah. I'm someone who doesn't really like to waste in the kitchen. So. <laughs> yeah. At least she was thinking environmentally in the '60s. That's nice. Yeah, definitely. She was probably thinking financially, but I'd like to hope that she was thinking environmentally. I, yeah. Who knows? Whatever. Um. So that would th- those were my biggest plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we go through some fave scenes? Yeah. I also... I have another big talking point we can talk about after that. Okay. So fave scenes. While going along on this movie, I was like, that's my favorite scene. No, no, no. Wait. That's my favorite scene. No. That's my favorite scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll just go starting with... I think I wrote them all down on the same page because it started happening real quick. Uh, The pool scene. Pool honeys. But that's, like, got to be everyone's favorite scene. Other than the Hercules chase at the end. Yeah, actually, that didn't make my favorite scene, though. Yeah, that's just, like, a classic part of the movie, though. And the whole ridiculous sequence and the s'mores. Um, Yeah. Uh, S'mores is a good one. Hold on, I'm just going through my notes here. Uh... I would say, for me personally... S'mores has had the biggest impact on my life. Like, rarely do I ever think about, talk about... Like, if s'mores are in the picture, someone's making a you-want-a-s'more joke. And the other person says, I can't have s'more. Like, like that's like, that still plays out in my life. Yeah. Not that I'm having s'mores that often, but, like, (laughs) I feel like throughout my life, that's always been a joke. And the whole thing, like, you take the gram and the malo and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, to me, that's probably the biggest... That That's carried through my life the most. Mm-hmm. Um, You're looking deep into those notes. Yeah, well, I can't, like... I know I... Oh, okay, here it goes. The night game on the 4th of July mm-hmm. is definitely a fave scene... Mm-hmm. I already mentioned that is one of my favorite versions of America the Beautiful. I also think it perfectly captures what I think of when I think of 4th of July. I think of like neighborhood cookouts. Mm-hmm. I think of fireworks in the street. Though I can't say I've ever seen fireworks in the street quite like they show in this movie. No. Where they just have like... I don't know if I've ever seen any fireworks, <laughs> period, like that. Maybe the beginning of the Beijing Olympics. <laughs> um... Though I can say that, like, we definitely set off fireworks, like, in our cul-de-sacs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
But, like, yeah. Um, is another favorite scene. So, like, already gone. Pool Honey's night game. Third favorite scene would definitely have to be the carnival scene. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest that this movie directly leads to my love of carnivals and amusement parks. Huh. Well, a little side fact here, I worked at an amusement park. Hershey for Park. Two years, Hershey Park, shout them out. Uh, sweetest place on earth. That's uh, <laughs> actually a thing they That's say. what they call it? That's what they say? That's the sweetest place Did on earth. Did you have to say that when you gave people like vanilla dip cones where you're just like, no. enjoy. No, I served ice Enjoy cream. your sweet at the sweetest place on earth. And pretzels and dipping dots and snow cones, everything. But mm-hmm. um, not snow cones, slushies. Excuse me. Um, but I still love carnivals. Like, I want to go to them. I can't wait till I can go to one again, which is probably going to be at least a year. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean, Six Flags is open. We're not going to go, but going. it is open. Yeah. It's but a I also, possibility. I also love carnival food, too. I think this movie directly leads into that because they are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Granted, it is the grossest scene in the movie, but... Well, that actually brings me... I mean, if you've got more favorite scenes, we can talk no, about no, them. No, those but are my top three. That brings sure. me back to something that we kind of got away from, which was like uh, just kind of how it aged. And I mean, for me, what that kind of led to was our parents going to show their kids this movie going forward. Like our generation mm-hmm. who wants to be super woke and also holds this movie at super high regard there's a a few things here one like these are like however 12 12, year olds 13 year olds with the tobacco like is that something that they're gonna be like but to give the movie credit pretty much there's a lot of times that they do stuff that would be deemed not cool today Mm -hmm. and then they're kind of self-aware of it and they're just like we, we decided to just stick to the uh, bazooka and lay off the yeah, hard yeah, yeah. stuff. And it kind of was like, it was the worst decision we ever made. And it kind of like condemns them. But it also is like, that was really what it was like. Like they have the freedom to kind of do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that was a big part. This is like my list of things that I don't think people are going to be happy with if they were to rewatch it today. Let's it didn't it. really bother me. But um, maybe some of it might have. So... This was also an interesting observation. Um, one of your favorite movies. Uh, I have a lot of uh, friends who are female who also love this movie. But it's like a young boy-centric movie. Oh, this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was also thinking that of how few female characters there are. Yeah. And why do I love it? Well, because it's not, it's because it's about like, it's not really about them being boys. Well, I mean, the biggest thing about the whole movie is like being accepted and feeling an outsider and having friendship and like the way that Benny stood up for him and accepted, you know, fought for him to be a part of the group and like kind of a coming of age and like having friends and like, like everything you said about the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But I thought that that was interesting because I feel like people would shit on it. Like, the biggest girls insult that you can too. have is that you play ball like a girl. Yes. The, the, like, that's, like, that is way crossing the line. 
in their world of like that, oh, you laid it on him. You can't say anything worse than that, which does not it does not track today. Like that's not something we want to teach boys today. I think a bigger insult was said of you bob for apples in the toilet and you like it. It's kind of gross. That is gross, but I'm saying in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. The biggest insult that Squints could have gave him, which er, I guess Ham gives it, um, yeah. is that you play ball like a girl, mm-hmm. and that's not something that we're wanting to teach young boys today, mm-hmm. obviously. But like, like that's the culture of the movie. But it feels accessible to everybody, for one, in my opinion. Like you as a kid weren't watching it like. Oh, this is just a boy movie. Sure. You know? Like, it's still, like... I don't know. I just felt like that was a cool thing that... I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it would have been better to have some diversity in there, gender-wise. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also just think that it kind of plays to the point of, like, it doesn't have to be about... It doesn't have to be exclusive if you don't want it to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going off into a tangent there, but... It was something that came up. Uh, another line that sort of plays into that thinking is, uh, yeah, yeah. It says, why did you bring him? And Benny says, mm. because he... He makes nine. He makes nine, and now we have a full team. Mm-hmm. And I can rotate eight spots instead of seven or whatever. And... He says, yeah, well, my sister could yeah, have played, like, but I didn't bring yeah, her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Says that. Uh, yeah, just just pointing that out. Not and then point. also, it's like Bill leaves, and he's like, "You're the man of the house now." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a point I love. He, I wrote down. I love it. Is a uh, even my mom, a grown-up girl. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's so funny. I mean, I think that's sort of a kid thing. Of like, he says a grown-up girl, but then Squints, who is like twelve. 13 at the most in the pool said i've been coming here for every year of my my adult adult life life. yeah (laughs) um another just funny thing is like hercules is not neutered and his balls are just all over the screen oh yeah yeah oh yeah they are so that that was interesting i was just like way too aware of that can't say that i've ever like consciously thought he that. like jumps over the fence and you're just like wow okay good for you hercules <laughs> i uh i definitely am not consciously thinking mm-hmm. about that i just think it's a big old dog other things about the aging of the movie is i was kind of curious when his mom is like scotty have you made any friends yet like you need to go make some friends mm-hmm. i was curious how that type of parenting would track today where she's just kind of like i don't know she's pushing him but she's also kind of like pressuring him into like like you could say that people could argue that she's like shaming him for not having friends yet yeah i didn't necessarily i was just kind of like watching it and like i was kind of think i was just thinking about like what people are could say about all of this today um, I'm getting some texts from Chris here. Oh, okay. Uh, very, very insightful. So the question I asked Chris, we'll come back to uh, the shaming of not having friends in a second. Okay. Uh, 
question I asked Chris was a random question. Have you seen The Sandlot, and did you see it when it was released in 1993? Mm-hmm. So... He said, I did not see it in 1993. Okay. He would have been around our age in 93. Okay. And he said, my lovely wife, my sister, introduced that movie to me. Mm-hmm. She showed me it. She showed it to me around 2012. Okay. So that tracks. That tracks that people our age probably would not have gone mm-hmm. to see it. I mean, that tracks in what we were thinking. But did he say he likes it? I believe so. Okay. I mean, he didn't actually say that, but I, I, okay. I trust that he likes it. Yeah. Um, but my sister, on the other hand... Big fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. I mean, that tracks that she would introduce him. It's a part of our childhood. Yeah, that's true. Um, as for that, I wrote, I wrote a bit about that, too. Um, I didn't focus so much on the friend-shaming bit. Uh... I focus on what she said. The climb tree houses, scrape knees, get in trouble, make friends. Sounds like a lot of moms today, I feel like. A lot of moms today are like trying. I'm not a mom. Yeah. So kind of talking out of my butt here. but That would be weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just saying that I feel like I would know a lot of moms to be like, I want my kids to climb trees and scrape their knees and make friends like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not get in trouble so much, but yeah. get good trouble. Um, whereas I feel like there was a generation somewhere between the 60s moms and the today's moms where... Uh, in between there, yeah, who did not want their kids getting hurt, mm-hmm. climbing trees, being dangerous. Um, so I don't know. my thoughts about that thoughts. also, <laughs> yeah, is I, I think I like I, I I do I agree with what with that mm-hmm. idea, um, but it also was I wrote this down. This is my words in twenty twenty. Smalls never puts himself out there because staying home is a great option. Well, like maybe he never goes and makes those friends. And like today, I don't know. It was just like for me, making me feel like I feel like I still had a go to the neighbors and play sports kind of childhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like, I hope that there's that parents are like allowing that in like. I don't know. That was just like a cool part of being a kid. And like, I feel like theirs was even cooler than mine because they seemed to have even more freedom than I did. And now it feels like kids don't have that level of freedom. But For sure. Um, I think that kind of goes... Man, there's so many conversations we can yeah, have about for sure. that. But, um, you know, I think today also with some careful guidance and... Um, whatever. You can make friends online as a kid. Well, you can. You, can be, you have to be very careful about but it. But the way sure. that that whole interaction goes, like, I feel like people in general, it doesn't even have to be kids. Sure. People in general, you have so many more options as far as, like, who you can talk to other than the people physically close to you. And, like, people in general are not having to force themselves into that i mean he was so uncomfortable 
going and hiding in the bushes and like he was so nervous and embarrassed and all of this stuff and like all people of all ages not just kids don't necessarily push themselves through that level of discomfort today because they have other options and i felt like watching that that was like a blatant disservice to us as humans today i'm sorry back up a little just saying like it was just like damn like people just don't have to do that and people don't do that very often not saying nobody does ever but i feel like i'm hearing more and more of people our age even our friends who are just like yeah i'm not gonna be online i'm not gonna do that because i want to meet people in person well they're saying that they want to and stuff but you have to make that conscious of an effort and go do some uncomfortable stuff right which in general people do less often Mm -hmm. today because they don't quote have to right anyway yeah i i definitely wrote a few lines about that whole thing hard making friends with a group that's already set Mm-hmm. Um, my question was, has he already met them when he first goes to the lot and he's kind of hanging out in the back and they don't really, like, he's not really part of them. But, like, why does he go there? How does he know it's happening? And, I mean, it's possible they all went to, like, the same elementary school and he... I think they went to the same that, school like... because that he got there right at the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. But he also is just watching them and sees them coming back from the sand lot every day. Sure. And so I think he just follows them out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, he Yeah, because they're, the f- like, fully already in a game. And he's kind of just shows up and is like, oh, I'll just be in the back instead of being like, hey, can I join? Yeah, but it's also, like, I took the assumption that he, over time, had paid attention to where they were going. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, right before that, you hear Benny say to Squints nine o'clock tomorrow and then that's the next and then that's where he kind of awkwardly waves to benny and benny kind of gives him like a head nod yeah and then like it's the next day that he goes out there and hides in the bushes Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. hurt he if i heard him say nine o'clock small's probably heard him say nine o'clock uh i also go into um he can't throw a ball yeah. It's very weird that he suddenly is like, well, I'll just try baseball, even though I have no idea how to do it. I, I shouldn't say it's weird, but... I disagree with that. Like, I shouldn't say it's weird, because, I mean, you're a kid. You're still learning at this point. But he desperately wants to. Yeah, and he desperately wants to. Um, but I understand the, like, nervousness behind it. I get that so much. Like, that's how I feel sometimes about throwing a frisbee. I'm not mm-hmm. very good at it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I'll do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, he definitely feels the same way. Um and I just I don't know, that feeling is so relatable when you're a kid and you're trying to break through. Mm-hmm. And even as an adult, like going back to like it's hard to kind of break into like I want to join this friend group, but they're already a group. Mm-hmm. How do I wheedle my way in there? Mm-hmm. But again, I think that today people just don't try as much. Yeah. That might be my own narrow worldview, but like... I mean, you also have friend groups. You have multiple friend groups. Yeah. So maybe you're just not trying because you already have groups. Yeah, but those those groups didn't just come out of nowhere. They take mm-hmm. effort of like making stuff you know putting stuff into action yeah for sure and then over time it's just kind of like what becomes the new normal but 
you have, you know, it's the same thing of like, you got to go just like say, hey, like, I, I would like to hang out with you sometime. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a coworker or whoever, like. That's how I made one of my best friends. Yeah. Shout out, Claire. <laughs> um, but going back to the mom conversation, mm-hmm. that was the first thing that made me realize that there's a wild amount of foreshadowing in this movie. Climbing trees. Climbing trees, getting... Getting into trouble. Getting, well, it was specifically the getting into trouble mm-hmm. because of all the trouble that they get into. Quite a pickle. That was another thing. They talk about the pickle... I, I started tallying at some point, and I came up with, like, five. He repeats that line way too many times. Well, like, I didn't... I've never used pickling as a verb in this sense of he pickled the the beast. That is a thing they say. Oh, well, in baseball... Mm, this leads into, I don't know anything about baseball. In baseball, <laughs> there's that scene... With Benny, where he's running in between two guys. Is that called pickling? That's called getting in a pickle. That's a baseball thing. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like... I mean, that's also at the very end when when Mm -hmm. they're adults. He Mm -hmm. gets in a pickle at the very end of the movie also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's that thing. He actually... Which I didn't remember, but like... So... Benny calls the beast Hercules. Well, he calls Babe, the Babe Ruth, the Hercules of baseball. Somewhere between God and a man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Adult Smalls, the narrator says, Talk about that. "It's crazy that Benny called him the Hercules of baseball, and then his name was Hercules." Yeah. So that was kind of funny. And I also but- love the line of like, we still haven't really thought about what that means or something and yeah it's just like yeah i don't think any of the viewers have either but it's kind of a cool little thing mm-hmm. yeah um the whole wendy and squints actually ending up to get married mm-hmm. that was another thing about aging well like talk about no consent <laughs> yes like yeah people are gonna be real mad when they rewatch that scene yeah actually i I love that scene, but yeah. <laughs> I also do, but like, yeah, I mean, people are... Sure, yes, no, absolutely. That's not going to track in 2020, though. Um, as also a foreshadowing thing, there's a part in the night game where they're like, to us, baseball was a game. But it was to Benny. Fun. Baseball was life. And then he and becomes a professional baseball player. Sure, but also foreshadowing um, Mr. Myrtle. James Earl Jones's character. Oh, says, he says, you know, I was good. Like everybody, you know, everybody liked playing it, but to me, baseball was life. Yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, there we go. I was also. I feel like I've looked this up before because also in Benny's dream, mm-hmm. where the babe comes. Also, this is another thing I wrote down. How many people our age do you think? learned about Babe Ruth or to a further extent only know who Babe Ruth is because of the Sandlot. Like I bet there's a lot I of people I probably learned about Babe Ruth because of the Sandlot. I mean, my family's not a very big sports family. Yeah. So So you probably learned who Babe Ruth is because of the Sandlot. But it's not the only reason. I mean, a league of their own. Okay, I've never seen that. <gasps> 
we're definitely gonna watch that. Okay. That is a sports movie I like, and Aaron has not seen. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So, going back to the dream though, he picks up a Hank Aaron card, and he goes, "I don't know why, but can I keep this?" Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was just like, "Is James Earl Jones Hank Aaron?" Hank Aaron's like a very famous black baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked it up, and it's not because um, also like in 1962, like or before that, like there was not black people weren't even allowed in the MLB. There was a a Negroes baseball league. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so anyway, I don't really understand the relevance of that. Why he would be like, well, his real name's Henry Aaron, but yeah. Henry Aaron, like, oh, I don't know why, but can I keep this? Like, that doesn't really make any sense. I was like, wow, more foreshadowing, and then it wasn't Hank Aaron. Yeah, well, yeah, because he talks about when he's playing with the babe is when he gets his lights knocked out. Yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it make sense then that he would be Hank Aaron, right? It wouldn't, but... I just don't understand why they would have that weird little thing Maybe about Hank Aaron. Maybe just connecting that Maybe just that Hank knew a giving... black baseball player and this is a black baseball player on a card. Like, that's huge. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I when found that to Jackie be... Jackie Robinson? Was that the same time as Babe Ruth? No, that was after. I want to say Jackie Robinson was... I'm pretty sure his number was 42, so I don't think it was the year 1942. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But that was the number that comes into mind. Yeah. I can look it up later. Yeah. Um, it's not totally relevant here. Anyway, um, more. There was more. There was another foreshadowing thing, I think. I mean, the, the erector set at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. versus when they actually end up using it. Yeah. Oh, and um, that whole thing, too, of like he hits his mom in the face and then he gets it in the face. Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And um, she kind of is just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, also going back to like the whole putting yourself out there and all of that stuff. I feel like the whole message of the whole movie was that things always seem scarier before you do them. Absolutely. Going and trying to get into the friend group. He thought that they were so amazing, but then he kind of somewhat quickly like came up to speed with them. Yeah. Which was a little bit exaggerated, oh, but, um, you know, kissing Wendy, mm-hmm. that whole thing, like he did it and it was like, he and made it through alive. Out of the pool forever. <laughs> um, and then going and talking to James Earl Jones mm-hmm. and Squints is like, he's the scariest man ever. And then he's like the nicest man ever. Um, the beast in general, they had so much fear around, but once they actually looked him in the face, he starts licking smalls Mm -hmm. like he's like a gentle dog. Yeah. So I just thought that that was like a great lesson. Yeah. And kind of the biggest theme of the movie. For sure. I think that plays into also the, like, everything's bigger when you're a little kid. Everything's scarier. Yeah, but it tracks into adulthood. Everything always feels scarier before you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else were we? What What else you got? Because I got some more stuff. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Uh, That's good. Um, going along the like, Squints should have asked Mister Myrtle. Like he's the one who's like, 
ask Mr. Myrtle. He's the scariest man who ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the scene where they're trying to get the ball and just doing so much. They move so slowly. Well, uh, that's not what I was going to okay, say Okay, sorry. Uh, was that yeah, yeah, when he's on the bungee cords? Mm-hmm. He's literally holding the ball. All yeah. he has to do is pick it up and throw it over the fence. Like, yeah. we know he can do that. Yeah, I did also. Th- I always and, think about that. Yeah, literally, it's one of the things I'm like, it's, it's, and he just drops it because he gets scared. But I do love the, like, like when he, like, gets pulled up and he's, like, screaming and then he does that thing with his lips. I didn't even pay attention like, to that. Yeah, I just think it's so ridiculous because it's, like, you're screaming, but you take a second to do that with your lips. <laughs> just, like, how silly it is. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think... I don't know. Uh, there was a question I wanted to ask, which was, um, who do you relate to the most in this movie? Um, I feel like you only have, like, four options. Which are... Uh, Benny, Smalls, Ham, and Squints. Those are like the four most notable. There's like, yeah, yeah, kind of, and then the brothers, kind of, and then Bertram, or whatever the hell his name is, who like... Mm-hmm. De Nunez as well. And De Nunez. But like, those guys have much lower, like much less prominent roles. Absolutely, and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, has some sound bites, and then... I mean, I always kind of go back to, like, the brothers going, like, the Sultan of Swat. The Sultan of Swat. <laughs> shut up, Timmy. Or shut up, Tommy. Yeah. Um, Timmy and Tommy Timmons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have some sound bites, but not like the rest. Like, not like those four guys. Mm-hmm. Also, You're Killing Me, Smalls, is only said twice. And that's, like, for sure the most quoted like there's I, so many lines i could quote in this movie but yes you're killing but me like, small there's t-shirts made that say you're killing me smalls oh, of course also Still, today also the beast is a t-shirt okay but you're killing me smalls is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the biggest someone says a sandlot i'd be lot. shocked if there wasn't a s'mores t-shirt as well. okay but like <laughs> if you say the sandlot someone's gonna just immediately say you're, you're killing, killing me smalls. smalls yeah and because of that i in my head had decided that that was something that he says like 17 times in this movie, yeah, no. but he says it twice. Twice. Yeah. Um, anyway, your question was who I relate to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know, know that I do. Re- like I relate to different parts of people. Sure. Um, I'll just say smalls. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there's also like your... Like, this movie is set up so you relate to someone. Yeah. And it's set up so you relate to Smalls. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm somewhere between... I'm definitely Smalls. But mm-hmm. I also... I don't know if I just really like Squints or if I relate to him. Because I, I, I kind of like how he takes on the role of, like, telling the story. Like, he's mm-hmm. the storyteller. And mm-hmm. he's, like, the jokey guy, sarcastic, like... Yeah. Uh, ultimately, the funny, like, has the most jokes guy is Ham. Mm-hmm. But, oh, oh my gosh, the scene where he is just, like... Talking shit. Talking as smack. As catcher. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a great scene. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring attention to, like, how awesome Benny is. 
amazing. Like, and how much, just how much, like, I don't know. Like, you just need one person, right? You just need one chance. That's, like, another, like, kind of theme. It's, like, I just need one, I just need one person to fight for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's it. But, like, if Benny never gives him that chance, he never gets that chance. Yeah. And, like, the rest of the guys were not on board, but... And so nice. Like, right off the bat, gives him another glove. And the hat. And he's like, throw that hat in the fire. It's mm-hmm. garbage. I'll give you my other, my old hat. Mm-hmm. Also, tomorrow, wear jeans and a t-shirt. None mm-hmm. of this... This yeah. business. Benny's awesome. He is. He's really great. Um, I think I even put in there that Benny teaches magic. Like, he just, like, the things he teaches him friendship. He mm-hmm. teaches him, like, just stand out there and put your hand up. Like, I'll get it. Or, like, yeah. you know, like, throw in a paper. And, like, yeah. just, like, he is so, like, don't care. Like, he even tells him, you think too much. Yeah, just have fun. Yeah, which is such a, like, classic, I feel like, sports thing to say. Where it's like, you're thinking about it too much. You just gotta do it. <laughs> just do less. The less you do, the more you do. Paul Rudd. Yeah. And, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I think it's just, like, really just magic. Like, he's just, like... But it's also it's also another lesson in like you're not just born great like people have to teach you stuff and you can't always figure stuff out on your own like I tried to think my way through throwing that baseball and I just needed somebody else to show me Mm -hmm. how to do that and then I just that was it like I just needed that one lesson and it's just like gotta ask for help sometimes Mm -hmm. and like you can't always figure like you need other people. Yeah. And it's not, it's like Bill tried to help him keep your eye on the ball. Bill's kind of an asshole. Well. Don't like him. He's a a year into this family. All right. That's a long time. (laughs) It's also, it's like kind of weird. You come into a family and there's already like an 11 year old and you're like, okay, I guess I have an 11 year old now. Yeah, but he does not seem to care or try. And, like, how is to he me, never talked to like him? To me, that's just, like, a classic dad at that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, someone had to be the man of the house. <laughs> um, uh, one other random question. In 1990, what did I say? 93? Mm-hmm. Was product placement a thing? Absolutely. Okay. I don't think it really played into this movie, though. I know there was a Coke ad. I know there's Big Chief. Uh, I'm sure there's other things. P.F. Flyers? Erector set? P.F. Flyers. But, I mean, P.F. Flyers is, like, for sure the biggest thing. Like, they still sell P.F. Flyers today. And the the color options are, like, white, gray, sandlot. (laughs) That's pretty great. Um... But honestly, I mean, like, the first, the second thing I wrote down was Converse. Like, I don't think those... Like, it's not in my head that those are PF flyers. Like, But they're proven to make any kid run faster and jump higher. I heard. Not mm-hmm. Converse. Yeah. PF flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think possibly PF flyers could have been a product placement. Okay. The other ones, 
I think it's just nostalgia. Like that Coke ad, Mm -hmm. I think that's a nostalgia thing. I think Big Chief is just like playing into like they really want to emulate baseball players. Mm -hmm. Erector set. It's the 60s. I see. Okay. Kids have erector sets. I was just curious. Yeah. Should we call? Should we wrap it up? Like I think so. I think we're hitting. This the is end longer here. than I thought it would go, but then there was too many things to talk. You about. You know, it's our first one, but it, we have a lot to say. There's a lot that goes into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little afraid for when we get to bigger movies of how long they could go. We're, we might have to. We might have to call it before we're ready. Um, well, we just have to keep the talking points down. For sure. But also, another question. Let me let me finish with this question. All right, let's hear it. How do you feel about showing this movie to kids? Absolutely, my children will see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you gonna great. have to like talk to them about like any of the points that we talked about? You know, I think it would be definitely if like my daughter's watching it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be like, like you know how silly of an insult that is. Mm-hmm. You throw like a girl to. Just, some girls, there's a lot of girls that throw better than guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them, but. Well, you probably throw better than some guys. Yeah, there we go. I probably throw better than some guys. But mm-hmm. anyways, like, you know, talking about stuff like that and then talking to, if I have a son, talking to him about like, it's not appropriate to kiss somebody like that, to fake your own death. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the hots for the lifeguard, just be like, talk to her. Say hello. I I appreciate your life-saving abilities. Like, wow. <laughs> Look at that confidence behind this thought. <laughs> um, well, to be honest, I really just want to... I want a tattoo of Wendy Peppercorn. She is... I, I love I love her character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very small character, but mm-hmm. I think she's great. My friend who uh, is a photographer for the Chive, Mm -hmm. he, like, did this photo shoot a couple years ago of somebody, like, like they were selling a product or something, Mm -hmm. and somebody dressed up, and they shot it as Wendy Peppercorn. That's great. I kind of, if we ever do a couple's Halloween costume. Oh, I could be Squins. Or I could be Squins, and you could be Wendy Peppercorn. Down for that. (laughs) She's so hot. (laughs) Also, like, there's that other... Well, that's different. Whatever. We don't have to talk about it. But, like, when they first see her on the street, they, like, zoom in on her ass. Yeah. How old is she in that movie? Like, is that, like, some creepy shit? I don't know. It feels a little shit? inappropriate. It's yeah. a little creepy, right? Yeah. I mean, because... I mean, she is hot, but, like... It's some, it's troublesome. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but they also say, like, perv in a dish. I've never heard this phrase outside mm-hmm. of this movie. Um... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and, okay, they always said pool honeys or pool hotties, whatever. I think they say pool honeys. Mm-hmm. But they say scam pool honeys. And I never heard scam before. Mm-hmm. And didn't even really hear it last night, but we had the closed captions on. Mm-hmm. And I like finally saw that that says that. And I'm like, what are they actually doing to scam them? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, ham bone. With that, with that cannonball. I was also pretty upset that he didn't say, like, some sort of, like, you know, I mean, he becomes the great Hambino. So I was hoping in that moment that he was going to be, like, handball or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. 
that's what I would have appreciated. Yeah. Great first name, Hamilton, too. Okay, we're not going to start singing Hamilton. No. Um, All right. Uh, we should probably wrap it up, though. Okay. Uh, if anyone has made it this far into the podcast... Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what you're doing with your life. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, even if you haven't, if you just skip to the end and you want to hear our outro. Yes. Thank you. Um, we are just a, having some fun. I don't know where we're posting this yet, but... It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, and leave us a like, a comment. Is that Te- a thing? Text me. I don't know. I don't know what you can do with podcasts. I just listen to podcasts. I don't know that you can like... Can you like a podcast? Most podcasts I listen to, I'm really listening to their YouTube video of yeah. the podcast, so you could like a okay. podcast That's on true. there. Uh, follow us. I'm sure you could subscribe to the podcast. I think we'll probably start an Instagram. I just decided that. Okay, decided. Okay. Um, anywho, text me, text Aaron, because most of you probably know us. <laughs> And so uh, just tell us what you thought about it. I think someone's going to stumble upon this and listen to it. And if you uh, if you have any movie suggestions, we would love to hear them. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye.